0: We are in the last installment of our series entitled Building Christmas Traditions. And so we begin this particular series talking about the importance of traditions. We also spotlighted the fact that sometimes in the Bible when Jesus talked about traditions, some of those traditions were negative. Oftentimes the Pharisees and the people of that day were rebuked because the traditions overrode the word of God. And so there's nothing in and of itself wrong with traditions as long as those traditions are biblical. And so our goal has been and always will be uh, this time of year to make sure that Christmas is not just uh, another holiday, but to us that we ensure that we keep Christ in Christmas. And so what this particular series has been about is really about making sure that we keep Christ in Christmas. And we say that because oftentimes uh, people uh, see Christmas as uh, a whole lot of different things. And we have kind of uh, highlighted some of those things. But as believers, we see uh, Christmas as an opportunity to worship and celebrate the birth of a Savior because you and I are saved today. We exist today today because of all that God has done for us. And so it's a very significant, important time for us. And so we kicked off our series. We talked about the importance of uh, establishing a tradition of faith. And what that simply means is that we go out of our way. Now, obviously, it's something that we do all the time as believers. We should be always anxious and willing to share our faith. But we talked about being uh, intentional uh, around this time of year to make sure that we are uh, going out of our way to share Jesus, not just give gifts, but how many know we want to give people the gift? The greatest gift is Jesus himself. In week two, we talked about establishing a tradition of forgiveness. Uh, we realized that this time of year, oftentimes it is highlighted, our uh, strained relationships are highlighted, and they are magnified around this time of year. And so we said that one of the things that we can do uh, this time of year is to uh, find people that we can uh, reconcile with. Uh, that we can strengthen our relationships. And maybe you're sitting here, you say, well, Pastor, I don't have a problem with nobody. Then, but if, maybe if you don't have a problem with nobody, maybe you know somebody who got a problem with somebody, then you can be a peacemaker yourself. And so we talked about establishing that tradition. We also talked about in week three, we talked about uh, uh, establishing a tradition of contentment. How me know that God wants us to be content? And and the devil wants to rob us of our peace. He wants to get us so uh, bogged down with the cares of this life that you're not content. And and one of the things that we spotlighted there, that when people are not content, they tend to make bad choices. Uh, They tend to go into debt. They tend to do things they shouldn't do because there's a dissatisfaction. But how many know that when you have Jesus, you have everything you need? How many of you really believe that this morning? You can be content in Jesus. And so today, I'm going to close this series, and, and, uh, and I think it's appropriate that we close the series talking about this whole concept uh, of worship, uh, a tradition of authentic worship. Now, obviously, during this time of year, we have a lot of neat little traditions, traditions like uh, singing religious carols and, uh, you know, mailing or handing out Christmas cards. I get quite a few bit of those. Uh, you know, obviously attending Christmas service and those kind of things. Those are wonderful traditions. But how many know that those in and of themselves does not mean that you are worshiping God? Because there's a because there's a misnomer that if you do certain activities, if you just do certain things, and we all feel better. How many of you feel better when you go to church, right? You you know, you feel better, but But how do you know that Christmas is much more than just about uh, passing out gifts, handing out chocolate candy and all of that, even though I love gifts and I like chocolate candy. But in Christmas, we are called to spotlight Jesus Christ. And so when we talk about Jesus, uh, we're talking about the one who is the creator of all things. We're talking about the one who gave you breath. We're talking about, but we're talking about the one who blessed you with the things you have, who gave you health. you are talking about the one who enabled you to get up out of your bed this morning. How many are you glad about it that you were able to get up out of the bed this morning and come to worship? It is all because of Jesus, all because of Him, and so it's important for us that we communicate to people. And I say us, I'm talking about believers. It's important that you and I communicate to people that Christmas is much more than just uh, uh, getting extra days off from work, uh, you know, uh, drinking your favorite beverage and having a party. It is about the worship. Everybody say worship. It's about the worship of Jesus. And, And we're talking about authentic worship because authentic worship is not just about an activity. It's not just about what you do. I mean, you no know, authentic worship comes from within. So we got to understand that. And so for the Christian, Christmas is about diving deeper into a spirit of worship. And to truly worship Jesus. Watch this now. You see it with me? Say amen. And to truly worship Jesus, one's life must be surrendered to him. Let me say that again. To truly worship Jesus. One's life must be surrendered to him. Means that you live and breathe and have your being as a direct result because of your relationship to him. So watch this. So if that is true, this side note is true. You cannot truly worship Jesus without surrendering to him. And watch this. You cannot surrender to him and not worship him. How do you know that when you surrender, that's a form of worship? So to render to watch this. Now watch. See, some of y'all ain't with me. See, to surrender to Jesus means that you you follow him, you obey him. Watch this. Your life come under his leadership. So, so then, watch this. So I could be giving out gifts, doing really neat things for Christmas. But if my heart, but watch this, church, if I haven't surrendered my life, I ain't started worshiping yet. <laughs> How many know worship comes from surrender? See, the whole point of Christ's coming was what? That we might know him, that men might repent, watch this, and give their lives over to him. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying this morning, church? Everybody say that's a good word. Now watch this. In Revelation 4, verse number 11, I, I, I wanted to drive home this point that we were made for worship. Because I think it's important, because then we're going we're gonna to end it. We're going to come back to Matthew chapter 2, where, um, you know, the Magi, they came so many miles <laughs> to worship jesus but you got to understand that but pastor where does this worship thing come from why did it was why is it so important that we tell people that they must worship jesus we we communicate to them well let me give you a couple of verses that will help us to drive home this point revelation 4 verse number 11 says this you talking about jesus are worthy O lord our god to receive watch this glory Honor and power. That's talking about Jesus. To receive all the glory. Everybody say all the glory. Honor and power. Watch this. For you, Jesus, have created what? Everything. Isn't that wonderful? Watch this. And it is for your pleasure. They exist and were created. So watch this, church. We were created to worship God. You've heard us say that time and time again, and the reason why man is in trouble today because we worship everything else but God. See, we worship each other, we worship things, we worship money in our society today. But how many know that when you get your life in order, when you start to worship God, how many, how many you can testify, man? When I started worshiping God, my life began to fall in order. How many know what I'm talking about? That it's, it's amazing. The how then when you come back to what you were originally designed to do, how life just seems to have much more purpose. You now have a sense of direction in life. How many know it's a, it's a tragedy to live your life without purpose? To live many, many years and don't know how it is, that, 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 that why God created and why he wired you the way that he wired you. And we were created to worship. So if you want to find purpose, how many know you got to start with God? We were created to worship him. Now watch this now. Now this is a powerful verse because I need to explain what worship is. Because some folks think that worship is you're standing up in front of that screen and you're singing, hark the herald angels come. Or joy to the world. Nothing wrong with those things now. But some of us think worship is, I got up this morning, I came to church, I worship. We think that's what worship is. Man, I gave some really nice things. Man, I, I gave a, a Christmas card out, man. Bam, I was worshiping God. Let's explain what worship is so that you can understand the point. And this is what we have to do. and This is what we have to communicate to a world that truly don't understand what this is all about. Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, it's probably worth turning there because this verse is so important. I'm not going to keep you long today, but I want you to turn there. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Watch this. He said, therefore, I urge you, brethren, brothers, in view of God's mercy. I mean, you would say God's been good to me. He's been merciful. Watch this. To offer, watch this. Paul said, I'm urging you. In other words, I'm begging you. Here's what Paul is saying. To offer your bodies. How mean you know your bodies is not your own? Now, watch this now. Y'all stay, y'all stay with me. Say amen. To offer your bodies as a living what? See, how many know that worship requires sacrifice, <laughs> right? That, that, watch this, that you present your bodies. Your, bodies not, your body is not your own body. It don't belong to you. It belongs to God. That you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Watch this. Holy and pleasing to God. So now he's talking about, now watch this. So he's telling us now, that I'm begging you, all right? He's saying that I want you to, to offer up your bodies, as a, watch it, a living sacrifice, it means how many know that every day in order to make the body a living sacrifice is that, that you got to Listen, you got to beat your flesh and make it obey what God wanted to obey. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all getting this? How many know your flesh do not want to obey God? It will never want to obey God. The Bible says those in the flesh will never be able to please God. Your flesh want to go counter to what it is that God wants you to do. Now watch this. So now, 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 now here's the thing about it now. So he says, I want you to, to, to offer your body as a living sacrifice. In other words, watch this. And How do how you want me to do that? Holy and pleasing to God. So now he's saying, I want you to live for God now. I want you to live your life serving the interests of God. Now watch this. And now watch it. He says, this is your spiritual act of what? Worship. Y'all get that? So when I watch this now, so worship then has to do with, watch this. Are y'all with me? You're still with me? Say amen. Yeah. Worship is a lifestyle. Yeah, worship didn't start when you got here at 1030 and ends at 12. Come on. That's right. No, no, no. How you know the worship is a life. It's, it's who you are. you live in worship. Why? Because you are constantly living your life under the umbrella of Almighty God, and then you are serving him. and in so doing, watch this now, now you are worshiping, not just not just doing a couple of things and you know this is the idea that, that we got to smash. Be, be, because we want people to truly understand what it really means, what Christmas is all about. It's about worshiping God. And, and in order to worship God, you've got to sacrifice your body to him. Oh, 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 oh. oh, come on, somebody. See, I could go deeper with that, but for time's sake, I can't. But understand, so he said, now, this is a reasonable service. In other words, he says, this is, this is Christianity 101. He said, You don't even get really brownie points for this. <laughs> he said, It's reasonable for you and I to live our body holy and acceptable to God. And it's our reasonable act, of, it's an act of our worship. So, worship is a lifestyle, it's embodied into the DNA of who we are as people. Now, this is deep. Now, this, this smashes the, the idea of what people think that worshiping God really is. So living sacrifices mean that we live to serve him. Watch this. And uh, uh, a worship, it's an act of worship, uh, act of worship means it's a lifestyle. Now watch this now. So now I'm going to keep going with this. Now I want you to jump on over to Matthew chapter 15, verses eight and nine. And I want you to see this because we're still talking about worship. Now, so how do you get there? How do you get there be, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, where 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 you fully surrendered to Him in that way. How many know that the, that the act of surrender and worshiping God it starts with the heart? Everybody say it starts with the heart. How many know that you can do something and your heart and not be in it, but you can go through the motions? Y'all hear what I'm saying? How many know that God? God, what God wants most from you more than anything else, y'all, listen to me. Say, Amen. amen. God wants your heart. Are y'all hearing me, church? Yep. More than anything else, He wants your faith. How many know that He died for you because He loved you? Amen. The Bible says He loves us with an everlasting love. So God wants more than anything else. He wants our heart because how many know if God got our heart, He got everything. Come on, He has it. If He got our heart, He has everything. But if God don't have your heart, he really have nothing. Are you hearing me, church? Jesus was echoing what the prophet Isaiah said here in Matthew chapter 8 verses, uh, Matthew chapter 15, verses 8 and 9. He says, these people, watch this now, watch this. These people draw near to me with their mouth. They talk a good game. They say all the, oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. They say all the right things. He said, they draw to me. They draw near to me with their mouth. They talk about how much they love me. And then watch what he says. He said, and they honor me with their lips. They keep telling me all this stuff. And and they keep giving me all this. And you know, one one of the things that kept me from the kingdom for so long was that I saw people saying one thing and living a whole different way. Come on. You know, Church, come on, church. How many know that we got to be true worshipers of God? See, true worshipers of God don't mean that we're perfect. It means that we're people of purpose and we live to serve him and everybody knows it. Let me ask you a question. Do people know who you serve? Do people know who you love? Because how many know if he's in your heart, it's going to come out? Oh, come on, church. You know, whatever's in that heart, at some point, it's going to manifest itself. Jesus said, these people, man, they draw near to me with their mouth and they honor me with their lips. But here it is. But their heart is far, nowhere near me. That scares me. I don't know about you, but that scares me. Because I, you know, I came here this morning. I was setting up some chairs. Come on, church. Some of you came here, you're setting up backdrops morning. You you setting up lights in this morning. You know, how many know you want that to count as what? Worship. Listen, when you did that this morning, what's your heart in it or were you complaining about? You you follow what I'm saying? See, 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 how many know that that God, see, God knows, (laughs) I don't want to say that. I'm trying to be nice this morning because it's Christmas. But God knows fakers. Come on. (laughs) He knows a fake when he sees one. We can fool people, but how many know we can't fool God? Because God is always, God, watch this, you remember when, who was it, Samuel, when he went to anoint the king? And Jesse had all these sons, eight, nine of them. And, 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 he, and, 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 and old Samuel looked at a couple of them and said, you got to look like you're anointed. Oh, he, Surely, God's anointing is on him. And God said, nope, that ain't the one. And Samuel went through all of them and he just kept sizing them up based on how they looked. And probably the way they sound. But the whole time, God said to Sam, he says, but you got to understand something. God was teaching him a lesson. He's teaching us. God sees not as man sees. God looks at the what? So it's what's going on inside of here. It's the stuff that that people can't see that's most important to God. I'll put it another way. It's the stuff that people don't see about your life. It's much more important to God. Did you you get that? Did, did, Did you see that? Now watch, these people draw near to me with their mouth, but they, they honor me to their lip, but their heart is far from me. In other words, they don't really care about me. They're doing it all for show. Sure. They're just going through the motions. They want the affirmation of men. How many of you want the affirmation of God? I want the affirmation of God. And then he goes on to say, now watch this. Watch, now, are you still with me saying, man? Because he says something that, that we've been talking about. He said in verse 9, watch this, and in vain. They do what? Worship me. Oh, you get that? He's saying, he says, their heart is not in it. He said, therefore, all the neat little stuff they're doing, because help me know you can do a whole lot of neat little things and your heart not be in it. You can do a whole lot of religious things and your heart not be with God. Come on. He says, in vain. In other words, he said, they are wasting their, they're, they're wasting their time. He said, in vain, they're giving me vain worship. You know what vain worship is? It don't count. Oh, oh, come on, church. Oh, come on, church. See, he said, in vain, they're worshiping. They're teaching as doctrine the commandments of men. In other words, they're trying to please men rather than please God. So he says, so what? So the essence of worship then, it involves my heart, soul, mind. The Bible says, I believe, where's that scripture verse? It says in John 4, 20, uh, no, let me, I wanna, no, Matthew twenty-two, thirty-seven. 37, Jesus said to them, you shall love the Lord your God. Watch this. With all your what? Heart. Ain't that funny that God goes right to the what? Heart. Oh, good God. I don't want to look religious. I don't want to look saved. I want to be saved. Come on. I want to be it, man. I don't want to have to fake it, man. I want to be it. How many know God wants you to be real? Listen, I want to listen. When I leave this earth, I want to look up on the other side. I want to make sure that everybody in this room is there. I want you to be there. But sometimes how many know? sometimes we need a heavy dose of truth because the, the world is inundated with a bunch of lies and deception. And, and, and giving people the false sense of security. But, but how many know God wants your heart? Now watch this. He says, now Jesus said to them, you love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, watch this, and all your mind. Boy, wow. So watch this. That is the essence of worship right there. That's what worship is. To love the Lord your God with everything you got. In other words, you love him more than it. How many say you love Jesus more? Than anything or anybody else. Oh, I get it, get quiet. Boy, I'm, it's getting quiet in here, Walter. It's getting quiet. Somebody got to help me this morning. He said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. How you many know that worship involves our whole being? It's everything. How you many know God will never be second to anything? He demands first place. He is worthy of first place. Are y'all hearing me, church? He said, love me, but don't give me half love. He said, no. He said, listen, if you're lukewarm, I spit you out. I want your, the whole heart. Love me with everything you got. Your whole heart, soul, mind, body. I want it all. No space uncovered. Watch this. This verse is the essence then of worship. So then when we speak about worshiping God, now you see it in a whole different context, right? Because the tradition of that men think what worship is. is if, but when you look at it where God sees, see, God sees worship as something that's much deeper. See, see, how many know, let me take let me give you another verse. Uh, John 4, 24. God is spirit. <laughs> Watch this. God is spirit and those who worship him, watch this, those who worship him, those who worship, those who worship, are there any worshipers in the house? Those who worship him, watch this, must worship him then in spirit and in truth. Watch. So what was Jesus after here? Because if you if you look at the context of that particular verse in John's uh, gospel, chapter uh, four, Jesus had an encounter with what we call the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. And and, and she was trying to tell Jesus, you know, y'all try to say that we're supposed to worship over here. but, But we say because we think we got it right, that we're really supposed to worship up on this mountain. And Jesus had to put her in check. He's a woman. The hour is coming and now is. That the true worshipers, everybody say true worshipers. Now, watch this now. Watch this, everyone. You know what that means? We know what true worshipers imply? There's fake ones. (laughs) Oh, good God. Oh, see, see. oh, good God. Come on, somebody say amen. Amen. See, he said true worshipers. So he's saying there's there's some true worshipers and there's some fakers. The true worshippers worship in spirit. Watch this. The true worshipers worship God. They don't just come to church on Sunday. The true worship of God. They, listen, they don't, just, they don't just open up their Bible one day during the week. The true worshippers, they don't just think about God at 1030 on Sunday. True worshipers worship him. Watch this. 24-7. Amen. In spirit. How do know? In spirit, there means there are no walls. Watch this. Worship is not confined to an address. You got to get that. How many know you can worship him in the checkout? See, if, you, if you're a true worshiper, watch me, Edwin, you with me, say amen, but If you're a true worshiper, you worship him in the checkout line. If you're, you're a true worshiper, you worship him on the soccer field. You true worshiper. You worship on the football. You worshiping while you're in your car. Come on, church. You work. You you work. You worshiping while you're taking a walk. You worship. Watch this. When you leave here, how many know when you leave here, worship didn't stop. It's a continuation. Why? Because it's not confined to a particular address or time. I live in worship. I'm. Totally, because worship is to be what? Surrendered to Him. And watch this. We got smashed tradition of the world because the tradition of the world says, man, I'm going to church to worship. But true worship says, look, I'm going to church because I already worship. (laughs) It's a byproduct of what I do. I'm just going to, because it's a continuation. How many know? So watch this now. Watch. Are you still with me? Say amen. So watch this. So everything you and I do from a Christian perspective should find its roots in this whole concept of what? There you go. You got it. It's worship. I do it because I worship him. I, 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 I give an offering because I worship him. See, I come to church because I worship him. I give gifts because I worship. Everything I do is born out of a place of what? Worship. Because there's never a time if you're Christians where you're not in the presence of God. <laughs> Are y'all getting this? This doesn't make sense. That's why Jesus says true worship is worshiping me in the spirit. <laughs> and watch this, in truth. Which means, if there's truth, that means that the opposite is there's a lie. Truth is according to what he, what he says about himself and who he is according to his word. How many know that we can't make up a fake God and try to enlist and worship that as the real God? See, how many know that we live in a generation today, uh, can we be real? We live in a generation today that, that, that worships a fashion of God according to their own worship. Uh, you know, so we don't like what the Bible says, so we'll go off, take our eyes off the page, and, or, or we'll take certain scriptures. You know, you know the devil's sneaking nowadays. Now, I read the same Bible, too, but what, what the devil does is he'll take certain verses he likes, and then the ones he don't, he finds, he, he, you know, this is how the enemy works. He works through people. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Jesus says, "How I mean, know?" Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the what, first lady? Life. He said, nobody can get to the Father except through me. Now, you say, well, I can get there another way. You ain't worshiping. You can't worship. He said, because you got to worship me in spirit and in truth. In the beginning, was the word? The word was with God. The word? The word became what? Good God. And we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and mercy. He was God in flesh. Truth. So when you worship Jesus, Jesus is never going to say stand up. You know, in the Bible, in the book of Revelation, when they try to, John tried to worship that angel, Angel, said, oh, stand up, stand up, stand up. You don't worship me. How I many of the only one that we worship is Jesus? That's it. See, we worship in spirit, means no borders, no walls, and truth. It's what we do. This is to us. Now we're talking about what Christmas really is all about. How many of you know that that's not the tradition that we have in our country. When they talk about, it? see, you don't hear this kind of message on Christmas. I'm just saying. Most of the time, you can hear some just say "Merry Christmas" and you know Jesus died. He did die, you know. But but you know he died because he he demands a response. His death means that we must surrender if we're going to expect life. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So, watch this. So, the wise men, let's now let's agree to end this. I'm going to end this thing now. I'm not, I'd say I'm not going to be long, but I'm on, I'm on a good time. I said 12 o'clock. We're almost there. I got 10 more minutes. It'd be 12 o'clock. I got a pastoral watch. That's a joke. Sister back there said, Take your time, Pastor. Take, well, you never tell a man of God, take his time. All right. All right. So, so shut up, Nisha. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so. Using wise men. So watch this. In in, in Matthew chapter two, verse number one, it says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Watch this, verse two. Here's what it said Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his start in the east, and we have come to what? Worship. Uh, you've heard my wife. I think my wife said this a week or two ago. You know, they traveled. We believe that the wise men traveled some 800 to 1,000 miles. So which would have took them, uh, you know, days, months, and probably perhaps even uh, years to get to the destination of where they wanted to go. And they went through all that terrain. Think about it. Because they wanted to worship. And man, we have a hard time getting in our GMZs, GMCs, our Audis, <laughs> our Ford Explorers, our Kias. We have a hard time. Come on, church. Five minutes, we hop in the car and drive to church. <laughs> I feel like going to church today. 800 to 1,000 miles. Walter, just to worship. Oh, are y'all getting this church? I'm just saying. See, how many know Jesus is worthy of our praise? See, how many know they attach value to him? See, and when you attach value, you worship. Are you following me? They attach value. They said this is of great value, so we'll go through bad weather. We'll ride on a on a camel or donkey. How many know? How many have ever ridden on a camel or donkey? I haven't did it myself, but from what I understand, just look, watch it. From a visual inspection, it don't look comfortable. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, my back would be all toe up. I'm, I'm just saying. They, all that. They weren't going to get anything. Come on, church. They didn't come looking for anything in return. See, that's, ooh, how many know the true worshipers, they just want Jesus. Ah, 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 they don't want, listen, they didn't come. They weren't coming for anything. They just came to worship. And they came thousands of, they came hundreds of miles just so they can see him and worship him. See, true worshipers are seekers. How many know they were seeking him? How many know, church, that we need to, if we're worshiping, we need to be seeking God for direction about our life. We need to be seeking God every day. See, we are worshippers, we are seekers. Lord, speak to me. God, show me which way to go. God, I don't understand. God, which way to go? God, should I go here? Should I go there? Should I marry this person? Shouldn't I marry this person? Should I go to this school or not go to this school? Lord, should I make this person or not? How many know? True worshipers are seekers. They were seeking him because they understood that there's nothing more valuable than Jesus. How many know there's nothing more valuable? than Jesus. Oh, I said before, and you hear me say, man, if we can communicate this to our kids, that all the gifts that we give you are great, but it doesn't compare to the the gift. It doesn't compare. There is no comparison. Because the greatest gift that you can have is Jesus. Because the greatest need of man is Jesus. The greatest need of man is Jesus. Watch, not an Xbox. Not a car. Are, are y'all hearing me? Not a nice coat. Oh, come on. Not the NFL package. Come on. The greatest need of man is Jesus. Not diamond rings, but Jesus. Oh, church. When we get that into our spirit, we won't be so upset if we don't get what you want. Because you know I got everything in it. I'm good. I'm good. I got it. You see, we say that. But see, I want it to be something that we don't just say, Walter. I wanted to be something that we say, you know what? This is what I I mean, I lived this. I don't, I'm fine. You don't give, give me nothing. Hey, and you don't get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? None. <laughs> Ain't no wrong <around> me. <laughs> I'm all right. Well, you seem like your attitude I'm ready. I'm all right. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> fine. Why you got an attitude? Why you saying I got? got no attitude. I mean, no, it's not about that. Oh, some of us need a revelation. Oh, come on, church. I I just—I don't see the wise men acting that way, y'all. I see the wise men kind of like coming down here, man. All they—they came. They're like, listen, when you when you really love God, you're not coming to get. You're coming to give. Oh, come on, church. You're coming to give them work. You're coming to give. How many of you came this morning to give worship? There are some people that come to church because they just want something. God to bless me. Oh, God bless Now, now listen, how many know serving God, there's a byproduct of serving God is you get blessed. But I'm not gonna listen, but I can't, see, I came to church to worship. And you know what? You don't have it don't have to be your favorite song on, by the way. <laughs> Some of you all is saying, man, when you get your favorite, I don't like that song. Uh, how do you know it ain't got nothing to do with that? Because worship comes down on the inside. Is it saying? Is it is it true? Other words, I'll worship. May not be my stop, but I'll worship. Why? Because I came to worship. And how I many know? Ain't no devil in hell gonna stop me. If they can come all these miles and years, they're wise men to worship Jesus. Then I, I'm supposed to be saved and know better. How I many know? Ain't no rock gonna crowd in my place, yeah. and ain't nothing gonna stop me from giving God the glory. Come on, give God a hand clap. Ain't nothing gonna stop you from giving God the glory. That's good. That's good. Come on, church. See, wise men understood this. See, they maintained their focus. How many know? I can imagine, man, as they're riding on that camel. You know, and then probably in the desert, the weather ain't always nice. Hot, dry. How many know there was a, a lot of opportunity for them to be distracted, right? So you know, I'm gonna quick give up on this. How many know some church that we gotta, we gotta understand? See, as this is what we got to do. We got to send the message. We can't get distracted. See, true worshipers don't get distracted from worshiping. You know why? Because we live there. We live there. So I can't, I can't be distracted. I can't. Listen, listen. There have been times, you know, everything. I'm just saying. I'm just giving you an example. I'm not trying to boast about anything because you all know me better than that. But we try to build our lives. My friend, we try to build our lives around the church. Now watch this. What do I mean by that? It's not about the church. It's about the one who created the church. Are y'all here on saying? So watch it. I honor him. So I don't, it ain't about people as much as it is about the one who died for me. So I build my life around that. I take my vacations around men. I do all, I live my, my, we've been doing it for 27 years. We build our whole life around the kingdom. Why? Because it's our spiritual act of worship. (laughs) It's worship. That's why we do it. And, you know, and and, and it's not that, and and, and how many know you can't, if you get your mind focused on people, you get jacked up. Because people will mess you up, get you mad, and get you in the flesh if you let them. Uh, You know, I I was saying, I was telling Brother Edwin earlier today, I said, you are still responsible for your own actions. How many know nobody can make you go off? But he made me go off. Stop lying. Nobody can make you go off. How many know one of the fruits of the Spirit is what? Self-control. Well, they said something about me. Okay, then they said something about you to hit a spot, and then you went off because you chose to. See, how I many you know that we got to maintain our focus? Don't get distracted by what everybody else is doing. We need to keep our focus on Jesus. See, that's, that's worship, and that's what they did. And when they saw the baby child, and they saw, I'm almost done, I'm, I'm done. And when they saw the child, See, we don't have to tear down today, by the way. So, y'all, we're good. So, you're getting, you're getting out here early today. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise for that. Boy, y'all clap real loud. Look at that. See? 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 Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. All right. <laughs> so, look at this boy. Boy, look at all these smiles. Look at Jesus. Uh, <laughs> he said, that's a good word. That not a good word? All right. But when they, in verse number 11, when they saw They immediately, they worshiped the child. And you know what? Nobody had to tell them to worship. Nobody had to beg them. Come on, true worshipers, nobody have to beg you to come to church. Nobody have to beg you to do anything. You understand it's an honor to worship God. And when they see him, they worship. Now first, how many know that in order to truly worship, see, when you bow down with your knee, and this is what, you know, you got to remember. See, how many know that unless your heart is bowed, then you may as well stand up. Because if first, how many know that the bow first happens in here, surrender? And then the byproduct of what's going on in here manifests itself in the what? Flesh. So then when I bow down and work, see, I believe that the wise men, they saw him, they came all that way through all that, that they came to surrender. They were already surrendered in their heart because when they saw the child, bam, worship. They had already surrendered from the inside. And what happened on the inside manifests itself on the outside, and they bam, worship. And how many know true worshipers ain't worried about what, you know, because sometimes we men, we you know we still keep the worship to give God praise. How many know the truth? They weren't worried about, man, are people going to watch me if I fall on my knees? <laughs> how many know true worshipers, they, they without, didn't even, and watch this. Now, here's another point in this, and I'm, I'm closing. Watch this. Here's another point. Before, they gave gifts. They worshiped first. Did you get that? They worshiped first, then they presented gifts. So all of that came out of a heart of what? Worship. And the gifts were a gift that was prophetic, explaining the nature and the value of who it is they were worshiping. So see, see, watch this church. How many know that the goal, the goal represents, his rule and the reign. They knew that this would be a great king and he will govern and rule the earth. That's what they, when they saw that child, they said, oh, 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 he's the king. Now, could you imagine these big grown men? Come on, Sister Jean. A, a, a little child, they are worshiping. Because they got a revelation. I wonder, if anybody here got a revelation? Oh, good God. Frankincense. See, some, see, frankincense is symbolic of prayer and our worship and myrrh. It was used to anoint the body and the burial of Jesus because it, they knew that this child was destined to die for the sins of the world. And so they surrendered to him. Amen. Talking about a traditional worship pastor, I had no idea this is what worship is. Yeah, man, it, it's a shift. And church, so, so I want us to, to establish a tradition of authentic worship. How you live your life, what you do, sends a message to everybody else on the outside of who you are. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying, church? And people need to see that you are a worshiper of Jesus and you're not a religious person. I tell people all the time, man, that messed him up and I say this. I said, I'm not religious at all. I'm not a religious person. What? What do you mean? Because how many you know there have been more wars and fights over religion? No, 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 no. Jesus, what, what distinguishes Jesus from all that is, is, about relationship. And I love him, and I serve him, and I worship him. I love him with everything I got. Let's establish a tradition of worship. Let's not allow people to think that they're okay with God simply because it's one thing to go to church. It's one thing to do neat things. But how me know, God, if God don't have this, you still ain't there yet? Amen. See? So this is what we got to believe. This is what we got to believe for. This is what we got to see. Amen? Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. We believe that. If you receive their word. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Amen. <laughs> every eye, every head is bowed. Every eye is closed.